0: Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be following up on our video on Alistair Begg and covering the debate that's ensued. Now, I didn't realize that when we reported this story, it would have blown up the way that it did. I kind of feel like the dude who called the cops on George Floyd a little bit. Like, wow, did this blow up. But... Nonetheless, it was a newsworthy event, and we broke the story. It's kind of the coverage we do around here at Evangelical Dark Web, but I'm not used to the immediate impact of my reporting or, you know, the just the crater that it caused. So that's kind of a humbling sort of event. Hopefully, this event ends with Alistair Begg repenting of the sinful counsel that he gave to an elderly woman, and hopefully... Uh there's a, li- there's a lot more correction involved and we're starting to see a lot of even Big Eva and Mid Eva crack down on this. It's pretty interesting to see. So anyway. We're going to talk about the follow-up on this debate. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support our work over at EvangelicalDarkWeb.org slash join. That's the most you can do. The least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, if you are new. Uh, We do have an article that's going to be basically my uh, guide uh, outline for this video, but I do want to take a quick detour Just to comment on how widespread this story was, because Church Leaders, which is Ed Stetzer's outlet, he's a liberal, reported on this story as well. Steve Dace over at The Blaze has done an overtime on this story. So this story has gotten pretty widespread. And we're also going to talk about some other people who have covered it. Christian Post, I don't believe, has covered it, but they're going to probably publish this Samuel Say column that's going to be on there as well. So we're, we're going to keep following this story, but I do want to highlight the debate between Samuel Say and Andrew Isker. Andrew Isker is the author of the Boniface option. Samuel Say is the writer over at Slow to Write. So it's a pretty interesting showdown over how to treat Alistair Bag in light of this recent compromise on the issue of gay weddings, because he told a grandmother to go to a gay wedding and give a gift. That is bad, unbiblical counsel. He's basically telling a grandmother to be a witness to an abominable union and to give a gift for it. This is not biblical counsel. It's, frankly, you're counseling someone to sin by going to a gay wedding. That, that is a, a tacit sin Because of the approval you are giving and the witness you are giving to an abominable union. So that's intolerable for a Christian. And that's why Alistair Begg's comments are not only sin, but they're great scandal in my opinion as well. So we're going to comment on the debate regarding Andrew Isker and the idea of throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Or um, is this proper accountability? So Andrew Isker, you know, came off the top rope with this tweet, uh, compare Sean Strickland and Alistair Begg over the last 24 hours, Sean Strickland, we're not going to play his clip, but he was basically asked why, by, I believe a Canadian journalist, he's a UFC fighter, an MMA fighter. He he was asked by a Canadian journalist why, uh, you know, he would say that he wouldn't want a gay son and he's... Sean Strickland doubled down on the comment, on the comments that he made about not wanting a gay son. It was extremely based, uh, and, you know, it was kind of that sounds dumb but is smart kind of tri- uh, triangulation that he did there, and, you know, it's a much more masculine approach to the issue. And then Alistair Begg, very soft-spoken on the uh, attend-a-gay-wedding issue. So... Andrew Eisker continues. People act like the talk of testosterone is and masculinity is just low IQ machismo, but it actually really really matters. Pulpits are filled with weak men like Beg who ha- who have all the outward trappings of godliness while a man like Strickland has none of that. He doesn't claim to be a Christian or put forth any of the wholesome affections that are used that are expected when you do. He is just a man who told the truth when the whole world demands that he lies. To do that requires the kind of intestinal fortitude that comes from the male hormone and the rare self differentiation a man at the pin- pinnacle of his craft has. The pulpits of American churches lack such men as these. We banish such men from ever hoping to pursue this calling. We put in place every possible incentive for men to be weak-willed, man-pleasing hirelings. The best men will do anything else than suffer under the most intense, stultifying pressure. That's a new word for me. Andrew Isker is also that, you know... Maybe he looks dumb, sounds dumb, but is really smart. You know, maybe it's, you know, the mustache that might make people underestimate him. But then he'll say, what if it's not Envy, and whoa, he's a pretty smart guy. So instead, you have geldings like Beg, who spend decades in quiet, nice, respectable ministry, but inwardly be total cowards worthy of nothing but disgust. There is desperation for men who act like men to lead. You see it when you see the reaction to Strickland. Conservative evangelicalism is desperate for men to lead, but the pathways for men as men to climb their way into leadership are completely cut off from the start. The only way forward will be to have churches which incentivize masculine leadership from the get-go and that... Attract and train young men who are ready, who are really men and not conflict avoidant nerds. Yes, we don't want the nerds. So, and the second you do this, respectable men like Kevin DeYoung, this is a reference to the Kevin DeYoung versus Doug Wilson controversy will attack you for your mood. That's a reference to the Moscow mood. You will have to be willing to overstep these people. You will have to be willing to let the dead bury their dead. Respectable, winsome Alistair Begg is dead and soon to be buried. It doesn't matter how much money they have, what institutions they have, the publishers, the seminaries, the big churches and denominations, the PCUSA and the ECLA, had and still has a all that too. It has no future. It's trapped in the world before negative world. And the future belongs to those who are willing to fight for it. And the number that are willing. Uh, and in that number, there are, will be more than a few men with cauliflower ears. So again, reference to the fact that uh the guy was a UFC fighter who's the positive example in this scenario and that's uh Sean Strickland this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? This is a strong Strickland clip. It's in the uh, tweet, but we're not going to highlight that. We are going to go back to Samuel Say. Who says Alistair Begg recently said that Christians should attend gay weddings, and I'm not a huge fan of Samuel Say. I, I really like Al, um, I really like Andrew Isker. Samuel Say is kind of along the G3 lines. If we're going to be really honest. Uh his worlds made his worlds made him a trending topic on social media. And one of the people denouncing Begg said basically Uh That's the Andrew Isker comment. So he's responding to Andrew Isker. And this is what he says. And to be fair, I get the impression that Samuel Say is coming down on Andrew Isker harder than he is Alistair Beg. Say says that person is around my age and Alistair Begg is twice our age at 71. I know that is increasingly irrelevant to many people today. But how we talk about people matters especially when they're significantly older than us. The apostle Paul said to Timothy, "Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father." Of course that doesn't really that doesn't literally mean we should never rebuke Older men. After all, Paul encourages Timothy to rebuke all unrepentant church members in front of the entire church. It means that we should be especially careful in how we rebuke older saints. If we're supposed to rebuke everyone with gentleness, we should be even more gentle in how we rebuke older saints. Especially since Elisha Beg has been a faithful pastor since well before I was born. Does Emma's 50 years of faithfulness mean nothing to us? If we're ready to cancel him, then everyone should probably be canceled except apparently zealous and inexperienced young men. Alistair Begg should be corrected and rebuked for what he said. I am grateful for people like Owen Strand. Like Owen Strand, have done so in a candid yet kind manner. I admire Alistair Begg, and I'm looking forward to seeing him this year at this year's Shepherds Conference. However, what he said was indefensible. So I got to pause right there for a few things. One, Owen Strand, that guy, player hater of the year, 2023, according to the Evo Awards, which were voted on by the people who support Evangelical Dark Web. They voted Owen Strand player hater of the year. Now, Owen Strand's article links to my article. The one that my brother wrote that I edited and published, and he still has me blocked on Twitter. So I, I just think that's hilarious to me. You know, some about him being a player hater, but Shepcon. That this needs to be brought up at Shepcon. If Alistair Begg does not address this prior to Shepcon, it should be brought up at Shepcon, and he should be on the hot seat. And address this controversy that he got himself into. So I want to see that happen. If it, if he does not repent, then put him on the spot in public. If he gets embarrassed for you know his indefensible, unbiblical, sinful position, let it be. But he needs to be held accountable for this. Uh, say continues. I can't think of any biblical reasons. For Christians who attend a celebration of what God calls abomination, an abomination. And you know, he basically says Christians shouldn't go to gay weddings. And he says Christians who attend g- gay weddings are just like Christians who oppose who obey a transgender person's preferred pronouns, they're tacitly affirming sin. Now it's worth noting that type of person doesn't exist. It's just a transvestite, Samuel. And and also, many of us need to stop acting like we're commanded to disobey God in order to win the world's approval. We're not called to be like politicians. We don't win our race by gaining the world's approval. We're not supposed to worry about how the world reacts to righteousness. We should only be concerned about what unbelievers think about our sins, sins like attending a gay wedding. In fact, our God says it's our opposition to the world that leads many unbelievers to become interested in the gospel. So according to the the Bible, refusing to attend a gay wedding is more likely to make them repent. I agree with that at the end. Now, again, this whole thing has drummed up a lot of controversy, and the reactions from a lot of allies has been pretty interesting. David Morrill over at Protestia basically made the argument that Alistair Begg should actually be held to a... Harsher standard because of his long standing ministry record. This actually raises the stakes on how just how bad his compromise on this issue is. John Harris over at Conversations That Matters, I've been on there a couple times. Uh, he made the point that maybe it's time for Alistair Begg to retire. If you're, you know, is, is this a sign of senescence? That he's too old to be in the position that he's in, if he's going to be making judgment calls like this, and he made reference to a Chuck Smith uh, radio call where he basically says, you know, gives a an exception to killing children that isn't found in the Bible, you know, extenuating circumstances and stuff. So these are things that might happen in old age. Uh, My brother also references Billy Graham. Although, my understanding is that Billy Graham was more compromised in media interviews and also earlier in his ministry than later in his ministry, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I haven't done a whole lot of research on Graham, but he's referenced in the article as that. So, in conclusion, Samuel Say is more interested in tone policing than the sermon. He's more condemnatory of Andrew Isker than Alistair Begg. Others with big platforms have echoed similar concerns uh, to Begg's capability to be the man in the times in which we live, so why not engage them versus the fiery Isker? In truth, the push for winsomeness is the reason Begg's compromise occurred in the first place. So, again, I hope there's correction on this issue. I hope the elders of Begg's church get together with them and sort it out. And I hope And if they do, there should be a public repentance of what he said. We can't be bending the knee to the gay issue. It's one of the biggest issues threatening the doctrine of the church. And we got to take it seriously. On that note, I do want to announce that I have some upcoming content on this. And we're going to be exposing some people that want to make the church gay. So you definitely want to subscribe so you don't miss that. And we will catch you on the next one.